You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host tonight, CJ Jones, with my co-host, Chris Timpenny. This is episode two of season three of The Aftermath. Chris, how you doing, boss? Man, I'm doing good. We got one more week until NFL football starts, and I, I just can't wait, my friend. Hey, I'm super excited, man. We are literally a week and a half away from the kickoff of the NFL season on September 8th, and our Kansas City Chiefs are heading down to Arizona September 11th to play, or the 15th, sorry, to play the Arizona Cardinals. So that will be super exciting as well. Let's get into these uh, preseason talks, man. Who do you think is making the team? Who's on the bubble? Well, I think the most interesting point, we'll just jump right into it, is you know, it's not when you have Patrick Mahomes, it's the backup quarterback typically isn't that relevant. I mean, he's only missed two games in his career. Exactly. But it's kind of crazy how Shane Michelle's starting to make a make a case for himself being on this football team and being hey, the backup. He's looking good, man. He was making plays out there when I watched him on Thursday at the Packers game. He looked good, man. I mean, he's at least at the point to where the Chiefs have to think about carrying three quarterbacks, getting rid of Hedy. Like, I don't know what the game plan is, so I guess we'll just start with you. Do you think that Shane Michelle deserves a spot on this 53-man roster? The way he's been playing, he definitely deserves a shot on a roster. If, if I don't really – I'm not, I'm kind of indifferent on it. If you wanted someone who agreed, hey, he should make the roster or he should make someone else's roster, hey, I'm not mad either way because he's a guy that's – he's played like a guy that's – he's not trying to hold a clipboard. He deserves to be a backup quarterback and to be suiting up this year, so – if it's not here, he'll definitely be a starter for someone else, but he definitely deserves to make an NFL roster. But unfortunately, Chad Henney is kind of a veteran, a guy that's proven. It's not a guarantee that Shane will make this roster, but he definitely is a guy that will definitely be on someone's 53. Right, right. And, you know, my thing, too, is I guess my case for if they don't carry three quarterbacks, which if I'm betting, that's that's actually my gut feeling. My gut feeling is says Shane's going to make this team as is Chad Henney, just because Chad's getting older, they're going to need that protection. So someone else is losing a roster spot because exactly. Shane's going to be on this team. But if I was running this team, and there's numerous reasons why I'm not, so you can take this however you want, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably get rid of Henney at this point. And the reason being yeah. is, is because he's getting older. I think he's 37. He's by far the oldest guy on the team. This Chiefs team is in a position where there is a little bit of a transition. We still think they could be widely ex- you know, excel and have a chance to go to the Super Bowl because of 15 and Andy Reid, but we all have to acknowledge there are some deficiencies. They're a lot younger. There's there's some holes in the in certain areas. So I don't think it matters if Shane Michelle's quarterback or Chad Henney's quarterback, if Patrick Mahomes goes down for a significant time, this team is screwed this year. You know, in years past, in 2019, 2020, when the roster was a little bit more complete and it wasn't maybe as much youth you could get by with Matt Moore as we saw or Chad Henney so my argument is even if Patrick McGombs goes down I don't think Chad Henney can keep this boat afloat so why not this be the year you cut ties with him say Chad thank you for everything you did the playoff game against the Browns is incredible we'll live on forever but it's time to go with a younger option an option that we could potentially see backing up for a longer time so that that's where I would that's where I would see that's what I would do if I was the Chiefs. I would just cut Chad. No, absolutely. At, at this point, it honestly it's it's never too early to be too late, like you just said. A guy like Chad Henney was up there in age. 
Chamber show obviously has shown he's capable of being a backup, played very well in the preseason. Obviously, we won't know the answer to that question. Is this guy truly a capable backup until that dark days come when you lose your starter, which we hope never happens again. But you definitely got to be ready for worst case scenario, just like Veach is thinking of that as well. So um, definitely, Bichelle, if he doesn't make the roster to 53 and they put him back as practice squad, I wouldn't mind that at all. As a safety valve, like Chris said, hey, if something happened to Henny or something happens to our starter, that we could definitely bring Bruchelle up as well. So I wouldn't mind that at all. But um, let's get to some other names, some guys that are definitely on the bubble as well. Let's talk about your guy, Rojo. What, do you, what did you think from what you saw on Thursday against Green Bay? Man, I still didn't see anything. Some people were trying to talk <laughs> him up and be like, hey, he, looks, he just got a lot more carries. Just he started like, ah, off, nah, but the first run was like nine yards or whatever. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> I just haven't seen enough out of him to, to no, warn I agree, him. I agree. Like, even with the Derek Gore injury, even with the running back room, in my opinion, being one of the worst in football, I don't think Ronald jo- Jones elevates that at all. So there's mm-hmm. no reason to have him on the roster. So just. No, I feel you. I would agree. Him, do you want him on the team? I've been seeing trade block rumors. Maybe they're going to release him. Hopefully, if we can get some kind of value out of him, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. But at this point, he's definitely not a guy that if 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 they cut him tomorrow, nobody would be mad. <laughs> so, like, I, I think everyone's pretty much known because I went to camp two or three times. He didn't run with the ones. He didn't really get too much burn with him this past week outside of the last the last preseason game with him and Pacheco splitting reps. So, yeah, he's not a guy that's they're begging to keep back. So, yeah, if he decided to get they decided to move on and cut him, it wouldn't shock me at all. So, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm kind of off the Ronald Jones experiment, which I was kind of sad because I was excited for him when we signed him in the spring. Hopefully he could bring some physicality to this team, but maybe I guess it didn't work out. So, Right, and there's always a way to upgrade at running back or at least get a serviceable running exactly. back. Later. Exactly, like, always throughout the season, for sure. Like if they're – even though the Chiefs are rolling in the season with basically three running backs and Burton, so four technically, but like the Pacheco, CEH, and uh, McKinnon are the only three running backs – Obviously, two of those guys are injury prone. One of those guys is a rookie. I'm still okay with not having Ronald Jones on this team because yeah, there's always he going would, to he wouldn't make a, a big difference in that. Yeah, there's yeah. always going to be a Kenyon Drake or the Vikings are shopping uh, Madison uh, up in up yeah, in, in Minnesota. Yeah, in like, and you know, there's always these guys that you can just bring in and. Uh, you know, kind of fill so especially when running is not the vocal point of the offense. I know people like to be like, oh, look what Russ Brook, what look, look what Shady McCoy did, look what Kareem Hunt, you know, all these other running backs in Andy Reid's history did, but they were never the vocal point. You know, you don't have to, it was, it's always a passing game, screen game. Like, I don't really, don't, personally, I don't really care who's running the ball. I know we spend a lot of time talking I've about been, it. I've been saying the same thing, man. I don't care who the running back is. As long as someone's out there making plays, it'll be a, by committee group for sure. It could be a week by week basis. Could be a Jerry McKinnon week. Could be a Clyde week. And Pacheco could take over the middle of the season and be the guy for a stretch of the season as well. So I agree, man. It, it could be anybody's week. So that group is as long as we have a guy that can make plays for that week based on the matchup. I'm, I'm fine with it as well. So no, I agree with that, buddy. There's right. another thing that's been hot on the block. I know. I think this one is probably close to a lot of people's hearts. His guys kind of grew up in the kind of close to the city. Kalen Saunders. What do you think he's been doing so far this preseason? He's he's flashed. He's he's looked pretty good. I feel like Colin always sound always flashes a little bit when he does get playing time. I think his biggest issue has been consistency, a little bit of conditioning, and they the Chiefs have had some decent D tackles. I mean, Chris yeah. Jones and Derek Naughty's a pretty good one too. And then you know we've seen what Treshawn's done over the years, and yeah. now like Danny Schultz balling man, Warren been balling for sure. Exactly. So like it's it's not really a knock on Saunders and you know he he's a third round pick so people i think expected a little bit more out of him yeah for but, sure but but i haven't really been too upset 
I think he makes this team this year, though. I think I think he's in the clear. Yeah, I he, think, he put himself in position for sure. <laughs> I think they're gonna. There's some depth there. I think he's looked good enough. He's been around for a little bit. Um, if they do carry nine defensive linemen, Saunders is a lock. It's if they do eight, then I think he's the odd man looking out. But yeah, he's that he's that cutoff line right there for sure. No, I agree. He's definitely played um, beyond what everybody expected him to do in the preseason. Because I know a lot of people thought he was like a guaranteed guy to get cut. And I was paying close attention to him in camp and then the way he's been flying off the ball in the D.C. game and versus Green Bay. He's a guy that's been playing hard. It looked like a guy that's playing for a job. And the burst is there. Definitely, like you said, the conditioning has been a concern in the past. Obviously, got to benefit from being in a little bit of better shape. But the athleticism has always been there. The burst getting off the ball is there. And he's a guy that's obviously – it's a rotational piece. He's not going to be an impact player to be a starter for us. But the way he's played to me, from what I've seen, I think he has a chance to make this roster for sure. So I would definitely lean towards him making the roster when they put out the 53 on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. One of our biggest concerns this preseason, probably a lot of Chiefs fans will agree with this, our lack of O-line depth. We have a great five. I think arguably most of these ranking sites have the Chiefs at the number one O-line in the league. So four out of five is great to say as far as like Wiley being the one that's probably like the little bit of the inconsistent one at times. But outside of that, what do you think like we need as far as like adding depth to this, this O-line? You want another guard? You want a tackle, a swing tackle? I want to tackle because I personally I, – I like Allegretti. I think Allegretti, the fact that he's even on this team through all this remake just shows how good and valuable he is as a backup. Mm-hmm. And I think what we forget a little bit, because the O-line depth is a concern, but Allegretti can play left guard, both guard positions and center. And we know Tooney can kick out to tackle if need be. Maybe. So, mm-hmm. so if, you know, Evan Britt, Orlando Brown, or Wiley goes down – you know, you would put Allegretti in there, a left guard, and you would kick Tooney out to tackle. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's good there. The big concern is if two linemen go down. I, I am fine with one because I think one's probably going to have not, not all five of those guys are going to play all 17 games. But I also think there's a good chance that they don't, you know, two of those guys don't play all 17 games. What's going to be the option there? I think the best would be to have another tackle. I was hoping it'd be Kennard. He's looked raw. I mean, I, I – very, I think, very, I think yeah. he's going to be on the practice squad. I think he's going to – I mean, I think he's looked that bad that I don't think there's going to be too many teams scrap, you know, grabbing him up. I think he's a guy that can get through. He's on the practice squad. So the Chiefs are going to be looking for a tackle, and I think that's one of the things they could potentially do with one of these spots that have opened up. I know we were going to talk about the Bushman injury earlier to go with the bell and the tight ends. Mm-hmm. I don't think they replaced that with another tight end. I don't. I think they replaced that with. Oh, we're picking up a lineman. You know, from seeing how the other teams cut is kind of my my head. What about you? Where how do you feel about the O line? No, I, I I completely agree. I like Allegretti. Wiley's been a guy that's played in big moments for us, whether it be Super Bowl or big games in the regular season where he's had to come in and start a tackle. So um, Allegretti's played some minutes for us when he's had to play. Um, caught the big man touchdown before last year, so you know he's not afraid of being under the lights. But, yeah, we definitely need a swing tackle for sure. I completely agree. Somebody that can – I would love to add a guy that can play right tackle or slide down to the right guard if, if need be because we definitely have guys that can kind of shift in that guard make, like you said. Obviously, Joe Tooney is very versatile as well. So I would love in, – uh, in a dream scenario, you would have a guy that would be able to play both both tackle spots, left and right. That would be the best best case scenario. But we know most of the tackles that are getting cut between today and tomorrow aren't going to be guys that are really – that versatile to where they can play that much because if they had if they held that much value they wouldn't be getting cut in the first place because having a tackle that can play left and right is very very rare in this league there's not that many guys that can do that so yeah i was definitely hyped i was excited for canard coming out of kentucky i was hoping that maybe if he got coached up by coach heck and they could get him right by the time we got to the third preseason game maybe he'll be a guy that can come in there and try to 
steal some minutes as a backup tackle, or even if best case scenario, he would have been the starter at right tackle, but it just hasn't worked out. The feet really aren't there. I know our guy, Caleb Jane, breaks down a lot of film on him. He's kind of said he's more of like a guard at the moment right now. Maybe with a, a year of coaching, being on practice squad and getting in some moments with the team in film room this year, maybe he'll show some flashes in the season and hopefully he'll be ready next year. But yeah, at this time, he's very raw and I don't see him really making a big impact on this group. So we're definitely going to need to have, add some guys to depth for this for this right tackle position just for emergency situations. Even if Kennard was really good, just you can never, like we always say all the time, you can never have enough tackles. That's just how you need in this league, especially with a team like us. We're such a pass heavy team and we run the, and we should run the ball heavy this year. So our O line is really good, but we definitely need another guy to come in and add depth. So, right, and Austin Ryder's then there on the inside as well. Another yeah, Ryder as well. Yeah, Ryder another so guy. Like, yep. Clearly, the need is tackle. The last thing on this is, um, you could see uh, um, Niang coming back, you know, yep. and, and kind of filling that filling that right tackle back. I don't think he gets a spot. I think Cross when he comes fingers. back, it Wiley, it's Wiley's job. Wiley's earned it. Wiley's always available yeah, sure. um, over the years. So like. But that's another guy that could potentially add to the depth halfway through the season. He's going to exactly. start the year though on the on the IR. Yeah, that's Wiley's job for sure. But yeah, definitely praying for for Luke, for Niang, man. I know he's been kind of in and out the lineup the past couple of years, but when he's when he's came in, he's had some decent flashes for us, and we didn't get to see him at all this preseason because he was still rehabbing from the injury. So hopefully he can come back and get active, and hopefully we can see what he can do in a in an emergency case situation. But yeah, we're definitely best case scenario will be for him to come back as well. But we know knee knee injuries can be kind of serious, so. Right. But uh, as far as like the secondary, do you have any thoughts as far as like what you've seen, what you like, what you didn't like from what we saw in three games? I mean, we spent some time last week talking about how, hey, this is a young team. You know, there are going to be some ups and downs, especially when you add in the level of quarterbacks they're playing to start the season. The, so I always knew that was going to be an issue, but like it, the worry meters went up a little bit after watching them against the Packers just because Joshua Williams didn't have a good day. And again, I know those are going to happen, but it was Jordan Love. And Jordan Love didn't look very good either, and I can't remember who came in after him. And there, It wasn't just Williams getting burned. He was just the one not the forefront of it, but there is some real concerns that when you're playing Justin Herbert twice a year and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, you know, six of your games, is this secondary experienced enough to hold up? And I... I think in the long term, yes, but uh, losing some games that the Chiefs maybe shouldn't early just because of the secondary is a real concern I have at this point. No, I completely agree. Josh is, and I've said I've said this from the jump when we knew Fenton was dealing with the shoulder injury that Josh is going to get thrust in in the fire. He's going to be thrown in there early. He's going to have to learn how to play and put his big boy pads on. So I was excited for Josh just because I love his his frame and his body type. And a kid, I know he's going to work hard coming from an HBCU. So I was rooting for him for that. But yeah, Josh is a kid. I love his um, his technique. Obviously, his ball skills can need a little work at times, which, I mean, like you said, we'll, we'll live with those mistakes because he's flying to the ball. I haven't really seen him get beat a whole lot in the preseason. He's on the coverage. He's on the receiver just at many times, like with your eyes, having a feel, having a sense to where knowing when the ball is coming and when to make a play and get your head around, which is a lot of which is an issue for a lot of young DBs in the league, not just him as well. So um, I'm excited for Josh. I think he has a great opportunity to prove his word to this team. Obviously, when we know Fenton is dealing with his injuries as well, that fourth or fifth corner is going to have to play a lot. And there's going to be moments where Josh is going to have to play. So like like we talked about last episode, I want Josh to get all those mistakes and all those growing pains out now. So when we play like week one, thankfully, we play Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins. So that's that's a blessing in disguise. So that's going to be easy. And then we have to come back. And like you said, the job doesn't get easier. We play the Chargers with Keenan, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You know how Mike Williams always loved to get rowdy against us. So it's a, it's a good matchup for those guys. They're going to have a lot of areas of, to show improvement but i love the fact we have the skill set to match up with those big receivers like we have josh williams who's over six feet 
Same thing with Brian Cook, Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed. I love the fact we can sneed. We have guys that can match up with these bigger tight ends, bigger receivers that we can find. So I'm, I'm excited for this DB group, but I do agree with you. We do, we do need to be patient because there are going to be some growing pains, but I can live with that as long as they're playing fast. Right, and the saving grace too is I really like the the safeties. I think Justin Reed oh, yeah. and Cornell are great. I really like Dion Bush kind of being that fourth Man, guy. You, like that hat. you saw that hit, Dion Bush. Right, preseason. Right, right. <laughs> they got him from Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, from Chicago. Yeah. And then uh, the rookie Brian Cook out of Cincy's shown some thump. Uh, so I really like all four Thursday, guys yeah. in the in, in in the in the safety room, and so I think them along with Legarius are, are going to have to kind of keep the ship afloat early on when some of those other guys are coming back from injury or working through youth. But it is something to monitor just because Absolutely. Absolutely. the, the <laughs> need is the oldest corner or maybe it's fitting, but you know, when those two are 20 something years old, there's a little bit of a, of a red flag there. And so we'll just, again, something to monitor. No, absolutely. I know you kind of touched on it earlier as far as like, the tight end room. It seems like every time we find a good tight end that breaks out in that spot, something happens. Blake Bell caught a touchdown in Chicago. Injury. Bushman has two touchdowns versus Green Bay. Injury. It's like, man, the fourth tight end spot. Is that bad luck or something, Chris? What's going hey, on? Hey, maybe, maybe they're <laughs> telling them only, you only need three because you I have know, the best. I guess football, football guys trying to tell them something. <laughs> you have the best in football, and then you have two, you know. The Noah Gray has had a very good camp, and he's the least amount exactly. talked about. Exactly, barely talked about <laughs> just because of how good uh, Fortson no, looked as well. Crazy. Like yeah. so, like not a not a lot of teams need four tight ends. I mean, Blake Bell was a he is a blow just because the Chiefs refuse to run the quarterback sneak with Mahomes. Oh, don't get Chris will, started, ladies and gentlemen. I will complain about forever. <laughs> Blake Bell was that guy. So I mean, I guess maybe we'll see Mahomes sneak it this year while Blake Bell's out. Who knows? But hey, that was really the big loss there. <laughs> Um, the other than that, you know, having three times, does it save a spot for like a, a receiver, like a Josh Gordon or a pal or, yeah, or that, that, a that, old man? Like, right that, that I'll, me and you were saying last week that could open up the door for someone. It could be a surprise. Somebody gets saved, like a save and send a life jacket to Josh Gordon, or maybe Ronald Jones, maybe decide to keep him. It, it could be right. one, or maybe out of nowhere, maybe they decide to let, Corey Coleman or Ely to make this team. Because I think pretty much the five receivers we mentioned last week are pretty much locks in. You know, the, the normal four, you know, Juju, Nicole, MVS, and obviously we know what Sky's going to do. And then and you have Watson, who's been killing it all preseason, and Fountain, who me and you have pretty much agreed is wide yeah. receiver six. And I don't see them keeping seven receivers, honestly, but if we know Andy has a soft spot for guys like Josh Gordon because he gave him a chance coming off the, the time that he had before he came here. So, Somebody's going to get a life jacket thrown at them to make this roster, but it's going to be interesting to see who that is. It could be a Gordon. It could be – I would maybe lean toward maybe Corey Coleman because he can maybe help on special teams. I really wanted Ely to get a shot because I could believe he could be a really good returner, but he hasn't really had the opportunities as much as I would like. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where they where they give that extra spot to, especially with Bushman going down and D. Gore going on IR as well. Right. Yeah, no, it's just there's enough – there's a lot of options that they can have. I mean, sure. I just – or maybe they bring somebody in. There's there's a lot of names that have been right, getting on the right. market. That's the main, so. thing to, main thing to monitor is who are the Chiefs going to bring in? You know, we're, we've already given all these bubble spots to someone currently on the roster, and there's a good exactly. chance that like half of them are filled by people not currently <laughs> on the roster. So exactly. <laughs> it'll be fun to watch. Maybe by the time you listen, we'll already have those answers because we are doing this on Monday evening, and I know the Chiefs have to have their final roster in by Tuesday at one o'clock, one o'clock. Yeah. Middle of the day yeah. sometime in there. So yeah. 
Um, something to definitely monitor, get excited about as we get closer and closer to the the September 11th season opener in Arizona. Arizona. One thing that I want to talk about, springing on you a little bit, and we it gets talked about enough, and the whole reason for it is us to talk about it, and we're falling right into the trap. Uh oh. What is wrong with the NFL 100? What's going on? What's with the meme when Pat starts counting fingers? I think we better yeah, add some he's fingers gonna, to that. He's, he's going to start running out of fingers. It's the way this goes. <laughs> like, this man was one last year, finally gets to the top of the mountain, and what did he do? Anything deserved in the the fall? I guess, guess forty eight hundred yards and thirty first touchdowns is a bad year. Back, like, <laughs> he's behind a running back. Like, what are we? Like, John the Taylor was. I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't get it. Like the only and they they put Devonte Adams in front of him, and Devonte Adams wasn't even the best receiver last year. Right. I, right. I, I don't get the list at all. I know the I know a lot of players respect Patrick, but to have him at eight is just like, come on, bro. Like if if that was his down year. I guess 4,800 yards and 35, 36 touchdowns is a bad year for a quarter or a down year for a quarterback. So that'd be a career high for a lot of other guys in the NFL. So the bar is just different for 15, man. And I, I personally wasn't that upset because it was actually funny. Me and my friends were doing a fantasy draft while we were watching the top 100. And I uh-huh. said, if they disrespect Pat, he's going to be so motivated to go off this year. And then watch what happened. They put him at number eight. So. <laughs> And then Tom Brady being one at the end of it too. Like Brady had a great year last year. Like he deserved to be in that top ten. He Not wasn't the best one. player. He, he wasn't the best clearly player. Clearly wasn't the best player. <laughs> Didn't he have a game where he got shut out? <laughs> yeah, he, he, a, he put up a lot of like, yards. I mean, and if even though that's and if that's the case, like Josh Allen was at thirteen and exactly. everyone was like, Oh, he lost nine six to the Jags. Yeah, but he was great in both playoff games and the other sixteen games. Sorry he had exactly. one bad game. Like wasn't like Pat was great against the Titans, you know. People have bad games, but overall, they I pick think, and choose when they want to remember certain moments for guys. I guess. Right, right. I just <laughs> but not, having, just not having this is crazy. It just was something I wanted to bring up, just because it was no, you know a lot I agree, of buddy. Buzzing, you see, yes. Bobby, uh, Bobby sweeten out eight today. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Posted on, it's posted in the locker. I'm sure they have it. They have it marked. Do you feel like anyone else got snubbed as far as the Chiefs roster? Because I have, I have one. Uh, I mean, we know Chris made it. Kelsey was top ten as well. Um, and then Pat they put. I, 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 I honestly, if it was me making a list, I would have put at least five Chiefs on there. I would have had Pat, Trav, Creed, Joe, yeah, and uh, yeah, I would, I would have put Trey on there as well. I think Trey's a top one hundred player. And actually, interesting. I'll send you the link. I'll post it. ESPN put out their top one hundred today, and essentially, all those guys did make it the list of top one hundred outside of Trey. And Trey was one of the guys they said that should be a top one hundred player. So, oh, nice! I, yeah. I hadn't seen that. I, I saw a snapshot of like Mahomes was one on ESPN. Yeah, Mahomes was one, so ESPN got it right. So, <laughs> yeah, Creed and Joe were my two big ones, and I was like, sure. I know That's it's true. hard to give offensive love, offensive lineman that much love, but Trent Williams was in the top 13, 14 ish. I don't remember where he landed. Um, Zach Martin was getting love. Like, that's how good. Creed Humphreys was was last year was that he, really he deserved was. to be in, you know probably in the nineties because he is a center but Jason Kelsey who's been great forever and Creed technically had a better you know however, there's no, year, brother, that's facts that's facts Jason Kelsey was in the seventies so if you want to go off reputation Creed could have been in the eighties you know exactly. low 90s. Yeah, easily could have been easy. Up there. Easy, easy. Up there. and so like I think no one had him lower than number two center all year so yeah no, yeah I, I so agree. like I, I mean again we're 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 fight, we're arguing about things that don't really matter. It is just frustrating to see, you know, when especially at a position like offensive lineman, where guys come exactly. in and perform so well, and then they don't get the recognition that maybe some of these other guys 
are getting just simply because mm-hmm. of if we don't talk about it, no one's going to talk about exactly. Creed Humphrey on the list. People who will like be a guy do, who will be a guy you think that's going that can make the list next year that's not on the list right now. Uh, Sneed, I think Sneed's my number one as far. I think I don't know if he quite deserved it this year, you know, but he's a guy that's been trending in that direction his entire career, and I I could definitely see him being a guy to crack it. Um, and then maybe maybe Reed, Justin Reed is the other one. I think it'd be in that secondary group. Everyone else. You know, you take a big year, but I think Snead's enough in, a, in enough of a position to where a lot of people know that name now. He's really the only recognizable name over the years in that chief secondary to where if he goes out and balls out, people are going to vote for him in that top one. No, those are good picks. My pick would definitely be the linebacker room. I would say Nick Bolton. Ooh. Nick Bolton. Okay. I think by the, by the end of the year, like don't it. be surprised if Nick Bolton's on some all-pro ballots. I'm just saying. he's. I like it. He's, we definitely have the best linebacker core in the AFC West. And obviously, the AFC linebackers overall are aren't as talented as the NFC linebackers. So Nick Bolton's a guy that's I think he's due for a breakout year along with Willie Gay. But if we're looking at some All Pro ballots next year, top 100, like top five linebackers in the AFC, Nick Bolton's going to be on that list for me. So keep it. I know we're all expecting it, but for everyone else, the non-Chiefs fans, that's that'd be a guy a name that I think he could definitely make the top 100 next year for I, sure. I like it. Nick Bolton is a great pick. That that would be awesome. Just especially. It, you know, we've only seen a little bit, but it looks like his coverage skills have increased a little bit. Oh, yeah. You only need to only need to be a little bit better when you're as good as he is to run games. So you exactly, know, uh, absolutely, to walk out. So, all right. Well, hey, any other any other things you want to go over before we get the people out of here? Uh, I think that's about it, man. Just excited for the season. Um, I'm definitely going to try to do some more giveaways this year. I know me and Chris kind of been slacking on the page, so we apologize. I'm definitely going to try to get some merch out there for everyone and try to oh, get everyone more engaged nice. with the fans. We have a lot of fans out there. People love to hear us talk, man. I, I know they missed us that much, but apparently they do. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to try to give out some giveaways and yeah, do some merch for the people that support us. We love everything you guys do for us. Appreciate you guys tapping in. Um, Chris, where can everyone reach you at when if they need to get in contact with you? I mean, as always, I am always saying stupid things on Twitter at 10penny88, probably the best way to reach me. So just give me a follow. I typically, uh, as long as you look all right, I'll typically follow back. <laughs> no bots. <laughs> no, no bots. No bots. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter as well at CGZ81. That's C-J-E-E-Z-Y-81. I'm like, Chris, my DMs are open. I'm always open to talk football. If you guys want to talk fantasy, if you want to talk some bets, because I know Kansas has opened up their legal betting system on September 1st, I believe. Yes, sir. That's that's a big time for KC, so people are excited for that. But, yeah, if you guys ever want to talk ball, if you want to hop on, I do have some special guests me and Chris are going to collab with for the the season. A lot of people have been asking me they want to hop on the show. So we have have, have a long list of people who want to come on this year. So it's going to be an exciting year. Um, I'm so hyped for the season. Like this is probably the most excited I've been for any NFL season. Like <laughs> I have season tickets for the first time ever, bro. Like I'm dumb hype. I can't, I can't, I cannot wait for that LA game versus the Chargers. So I'm, it, I'm so excited for the year, man. It's going to be electric. And especially with seems more every year, there's more and more doubters and every year they keep making at least the AFC. And I love it, baby. Keep that. So we'll see. They keep on going that way. We'll, we'll get into it next week. We'll, we'll take a head look at week one and maybe also do a little bit around the NFL stuff, but All right, that is going to do it for this week. As always, we appreciate you listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Cheers.